Let's do today the Torah and tea in the portion of today, Chukas. Uh, and uh, we'll review the Sikha uh, 3 in volume 18. And if we have some time, we'll try to review a little bit about Yud Beis, Yud Gimel Tammuz, which is actually next week. That's the uh, next Monday is going to be the 12th of Tammuz. That's the day the previous Rebbe was released. So we'll see. We'll see how far we get. But anyways, in this week's Parsha, we actually read about several passings of some of the great players that we knew uh, during the journey that the Jews journeyed in the desert. We know that the Jews journeyed in the desert for 40 years. We read it in the Parsha Shlach two weeks ago. And then you had the Parsha Korach. But then we have the um, story this week, they are almost after the 40 years, they're up to already the boundary of Eretz Yisrael. So they're about to go to Eretz Yisrael. And in this week's parsha, we will read of the passing of some of the great leaders that were with them. So first we read about the passing of Miriam. Miriam was Moshe Rabbeinu's older sister. So we read about her passing. And then later on, we read in the parsha also about Aaron, Moshe Rabbeinu's brother, also the older brother, passing. Eventually, we will read about uh, Moshe Rabbeinu, but that's going to be in the next book, in the book of Devarim. That's going to be in the end. But in this week's parsha, we have um, these, uh, these two tzaddikim, uh, both Miriam and Aaron. Now we know that during the journey of the Jewish people in the desert, so we know that they needed essentials, they needed, there were three things, basically miraculous, that went with them during their whole journey in the desert. First of all, they had a well of water. That means... That was drinking. They didn't have what to drink. We read as soon as they left Mitzrayim, they wanted, they needed water to drink. So the well went along with them for the journey. And the other thing, also they had these clouds. We'll talk about soon exactly, but the clouds went along with them. And of course, they also had the manna. They had the mun. That was the food that they ate. So the Gemara says that these three special miracles came in the merit of the three special tzaddikim. The water came in the merit of Miriam, of the righteous Miriam. That was her merit that gave the Jews the water. The clouds came in the merit of Aaron. And the manna came in the merit of Moshe Rabbeinu. What happens in our Parsha after Miriam passes away? All of a sudden, the Jews are complaining and saying that we need water. We don't have any water to drink. This tells us a direct association between the water and Miriam. As soon as the Pasuk says that Miriam passed away, the Pasuk tells us, the verse tells us, 
Now there was no more water. So you see that she is the one that brought the water. The same thing is with Aaron. It says that uh, after Aaron passed away, so right away the Kanani started to wage war with the Jews because, as Rashi explains, because he saw that the protection, the clouds were no longer there. So you see that after the passing of Aaron, the clouds no longer were there. They left. It looks like they left. And we actually learned that after Moshe Rabbeinu's passing, later on, which was on the seventh of other, the manna stopped coming down as well. So this demonstrates very clearly how these three things were associated with the merit of each one. The, ma- the water with Miriam, the clouds with Aaron, and the manna with Moshe. And therefore, as soon as each one of them passed, that special merit was gone. But what happened? After it was gone, after it was gone, it actually came back. So we're going to see, like by the water, Rashi very clearly says, that's going to be a little bit the discussion over here. So let's look inside over here. So here it says in the verse, this is the verse in the beginning that talks about the passing of Miriam. So it says, In the first month, it's the month of Nisan, the entire community comes to the desert of Tzin. It's the section of the desert of their cold Tzin. It says, So the people were sitting in Kodesh. And then it says, So Miriam dies there. And she was buried there. So you can see, this is the talk discusses about the passing of Miriam. Immediately after that, in Pesach base, in verse 2, it says, So now there is no more water for the community. So they gathered on Meishonar, so they're complaining. So Rashi is a duplicate of it. So Rashi explains what happened. So Rashi says, from here we see that the entire 40 years they had the well in the merit of Miriam. That's the connection. As soon as Miriam dies, the Pesach says that no more water. So you see that the water was in the merit of Miriam. When she died, there was no more merit. So there's no more water. But what happens? There's no more water. So what, they, 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 they died from thirst? What happened? So the Pesach says no. So God says to Moshe, after they're complaining, he says later on, verse, a few verses, says, take the stick, gather the people, you and your brother Aaron, speak to the stone in front of the eyes of the people, and the stone will give its water. And then you'll take out water from the stone and you will be able to give to drink for the community and for their cattle. So 
here you see the water did come back, right? The water did come back because they went and got the water. But we'll also see, not only did it come back, but it came back in the zuchus, in the merit of Moshe Rabbein. All right. Now, what about the clouds? Over here it says that after, this is talking about after Aaron dies. So it says the Kanani, the king of Arod, who sat in the south, he heard that the Jewish people were going on the path of the, of the scouts. So he waged war against the Jewish people. He was able to capture one maidservant. That was uh, the thing. But what happened all of a sudden, so Rashi explains that he heard that Aaron died and the clouds of glories have left. So he heard, he heard that the clouds of glory left, so he felt he had the opportunity now to wage war. So one thing we know clearly from these Rashis that after Miriam's passing, the water left. After Aaron's passing, the clouds left. But we don't know what happened afterwards. So by the water, we know. But we don't know, was it Moshe Rabbeinu's merit? Okay, so Miriam is no longer there for the water. And Aaron is no longer there for the clouds. But were there water later? But there was water later. Who, Whose merit was the water? Miriam wasn't there anymore. So actually, there's a clear Rashi says that after Moshe Rabbeinu died, over there, the well was uh, ceased as well. So here you see something interesting. When Miriam dies, the well comes back, as we said. Because of whose merit? Because of Moshe. And that's why after Moshe Rabbeinu passes away, now we don't have any more a well. Because now we don't have Moshe Rabbeinu's merit. So we have a very clear picture what happened with the well. During the 40 years, it was there in the merit of Miriam. Miriam passes away, the well stops, Moshe Rabbeinu brings it back, and when Moshe Rabbeinu dies, the well stops as well. Okay. But what happened to the clouds? Now, we see that as soon as Miriam passes away, the Jewish people are complaining. We want water. What are we going to drink? But what about the clouds? What happened to the clouds after Aaron passes away? Now, we read in the Rashi that the clouds left after Aaron's passing. So in other words, we know, as it says clearly in the Gemara, we know that Rashi believes that the clouds were in the merit of Aaron, and once Aaron died, there was no more clouds. But the question is, did the clouds come back? Why don't we find anything in the Torah? We find in the Torah about the water. They were complaining that they want water, and they don't have any water, but we don't find anybody complaining about the clouds. What happened to the clouds? What is this story with the clouds? All right. So, 
Now, the question really is, the Jewish people needed water. They needed the water. Why did they need the water? Because you can't live without water, so they needed the water. So that's why the water came back. Okay, and whose zechus did it come back? In the zechus of Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu's merit brought back the water. But the clouds, maybe the Rebbe wants to suggest, maybe the clouds left after Moshe Rabbeinu dies, and maybe they didn't come back. Why didn't they come back? Because maybe we didn't need them anymore. Let's go through. What were the clouds doing for the Jewish people? So the clouds did the following things. What do we find in this story? What do we have the clouds? What did the clouds do for them? So, you know, we sit... Go ahead. No, they protected uh, the Jews by day so the burning sun wouldn't... Very good. uh, That is one of the reasons we don't... That's one of the reasons we build the sukkah. Why do we build a sukkah that provides shade? Because that's to commemorate the clouds, according to one opinion, that is talking about the clouds, that the clouds of glory, that's the halacha, the Alter Rebbe brings it down in the Shulchan Aruch, that the reason we sit in the sukkah is to commemorate the clouds that protected the Yidin, the Jews, while they were going to the desert. Now we all know that in the desert there's a lot of heat, in the desert, the sun beats down mercilessness. So it's very, very difficult to travel in a desert without the proper protection. So one of the things that the clouds did, they protected them from the heat and the sun. This is misspelled, but we'll fix it later. Uh, it's supposed to be S-U-N. Uh, and, uh, okay, that's one thing. There's another thing. Can you think of another thing, Janice, that the clouds did for them? Laura? Well, what else did it do for them? No, the reason I'm asking you, because I have it on the board over here, so everybody else can see, but I know you're on the phone, so you can't see it, so that's why I'm putting you to the test. I'm just thinking from what you're saying, maybe the clouds were thick and they protected others from seeing them, and so there was some safety, like the Canaanite king, right, couldn't attack them because maybe he didn't see them oh, when the clouds were around them. Oh, very good, you said. Not only seeing them. So Rosu says, okay, let's go, that's very good. So Rashi also says that the, the Jewish people didn't have to change their clothing all the time. They didn't have a problem, you know. They had a dress code. Whatever clothing they were wearing, they wear it. So how do they wear the same clothes without a washing and without... So the Apostle says, in Los Cholebosa, their, their garments never got ruined. And the it says that the clouds would wash and iron their clothes. Heidi, you would have no business left. What would you do? They have no business. They... Clouds did this. They washed and they ironed all the clothes. That was another function of the clouds. Okay, what else? We know also that another thing is 
the clouds also led the way, right? They followed uh, with a pillar of fire at the nighttime and a pillar of a cloud in the daytime. So it was the clouds also provided direction. Yeah? Go ahead, I'm listening. The cloud also provided direction. It led the way. The Apostle says, the Amud Eish Lailo, the Amud, it was leading the way. That was another thing it served. Uh, and there's another thing also that is brought down that the cloud went ahead of them and leveled the ground. It would take all the high places and smooth it out. It'll take the low places and smooth it out. So basically, so that the Yidden should be able to go comfortably in the desert, it took care of all the bumps in the road. What else? It also says those animals that live in the desert, like the snakes and the scorpions, so the cloud would sort of uh, kill them. So that was another thing the clouds did. So we have basically a list of things that the cloud did for them. So what are we trying to suggest? That maybe at this point in the journey, when the Jewish people are already right next to the end of the desert, they're next to Israel or next to Canaan, they're about to enter. Maybe they didn't need any more all these different things that we just listed. All this was not necessary after the death of Aaron. Perhaps this was necessary after the death of Aaron. How so? So let's go through again to the next screen. We'll see what are the things. Okay. So since they were close to a settlement, so and the heat was not as strong. That's what I should say there. That's wrong, the wording there. The heat was not as strong. We said before, the reason they needed the sukkah, they needed the reason the protection, the reason they needed the clouds, was because of the burning sun in the midbar, in the desert. The desert is very hot, and also the desert is very sunny, and the sun beats down on you, and they needed protection. But since they were already at the edge, and they were right next to Canaan, Aaron dies over there, so the clouds leave. Okay, now they don't need any more the clouds. Maybe that was the, that's why we don't find the clouds coming back. Maybe they've done the job. Now, what about clothing? We said we said that the clouds also wash their clothing. So one can argue. Well, in the desert, it's kind of hard. There were no uh, were no malls in the desert. There's nowhere to go shopping. In the desert, so what are they gonna? What are they gonna get their clothes? So therefore, God made a miracle that they didn't have to change the clothes. I don't know. Most people would get tired from the same clothes, wearing every day the same clothes, even though they're clean and washed. But they, when they came, so in the desert we understand. If you're traveling in the desert, you don't wanna. You have a problem getting clothes and. 
I don't know, uh, one can argue they could have one change of clothing and then switch it or something like that, but I'm not going to go into those uh, practical issues. The bottom line is, one can argue, this is just an idea, that one can argue that once they came next to the neighboring countries because they were at the edge of the midbar, they were no longer in the middle of the desert, they were at the edge. They could buy clothing from neighboring countries. There's other people living there. Uh, there was commerce going on between them. The Jewish people had plenty of money. And they could trade. They could trade it with the people around them. So maybe that's why we didn't need the clouds. We didn't need the clouds to iron their clothing and to wash their clothing. We didn't need that. Now, the other thing is, maybe also the clouds, we said, led them the way, showed them directions. Now, in the desert, you have no roads, you have no maps, you have no way of knowing where you're going. So we understand why you need a cloud to lead the way, because otherwise you'd get lost totally without knowing where to go. But now you're already near Israel. Over there, there were already roads and passageways that the people would use. So maybe they didn't need a cloud anymore to tell them where to go. Makes sense. And the other thing we said, that he used to kill the snakes and the scorpions, but they were going out of the desert already. There's no snakes or scorpions there. Basically, all the reasons that we said before, what the clouds did for the Jews in the desert, one can argue, so Aaron passes away. Where does Aaron pass away? At the edge, right? They're almost about to go into Eretz Yisrael. And the herd, which is the Gavul, the, the Pasuk says, at the edge of the land over there. So, and because they were at the edge of the land, so perhaps there was no need anymore for all these things, such as, so we said before, what did it do? It protected them in the heat of the sun? They're no longer in the desert. They don't need to be protected. Would wash the iron their clothes? Yeah, you need it while you're in the desert. But here you're already, next to you can do common with other people. Was leading the way? You can say, well, you need to lead the way in the desert because over there you don't know where to go. There's no roads. But once you're at the area, the close, then you don't need the, the cloud for that. And the other thing you would do is level the ground. They didn't end level the ground anymore. It was roads over there. And it protected them from snakes. There was no snakes and corpses scorpions over there. So maybe this was not necessary after the death of Aaron. So again, what are we trying to figure out? We know that the well came back to them because it says the pusset. But we don't see anything about the, 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 the about the, the about the clouds. And the question is, maybe the clouds did not get back to them because and you'd say why? Well, listen. If, if Moshe Rabbeinu was important enough that the well came back in his merit, it would also make sense that he was important enough that the clouds would come back in Moshe Rabbeinu's merit as well, just like the well came back because of his merit. So the only reason that we can say that it didn't come back would be because they didn't need him anymore. So they didn't come back. There was no point in bringing them back. Like for all the reasons it wasn't needed, so they didn't come back. But Moshe Rabbeinu could have brought them back, but the issue we have, why don't we find the Torah or anybody discussing 
what happened with the clouds, you know, afterwards. You don't find that. So, but the Rebbe does not buy into this. The Rebbe says the clouds did return. We do find the clouds returning. Excuse me, because, because we needed the clouds. A, uh, the clouds gave directions in general, not just in the desert. I mean, you needed to know, uh, we're saying that, okay, in the desert, there's no way of knowing where to go. And without your GPS, of course, there's no way, no directions. Okay, so you need the clouds. But even inland, you need to know which direction, where to go here, there, or the other way. So the fact that it's uh, uh, no longer in the desert, desert, that wouldn't mean that it didn't need the clouds. He still needed it. And then the Rebbe points that they actually went back to the desert a little bit. So they needed the, cl- they needed the clouds to guide them in the desert. And the clouds were needed to protect them from war. All the spelling is up, messed up today. So the clouds needed them to uh, protect them from war. Another thing is the clouds determines the duration of the travels. Forget about where to travel. But how long did they know that they, 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 by the cloud they knew how long to travel? And besides that, the Rebbe points out that Rashi states that the clouds were there. And why did not why did no one complain about their absence? So this is what the Rebbe wants to know. What happened with the clouds and nobody complained? The Rebbe comes up with a very interesting idea over here. The Rebbe basically says that there were two sets of clouds. There was one set of clouds that were for the essentials. That what they needed. Uh, that actually did come back. As the Rebbe said, the essentials. Uh, to give directions that was one cloud in the head in the front. Uh, maybe a clo- uh, one cloud to wash their clothes. We'll see in a minute about that. Uh, how long to travel? Protected them from from the other from the nations. Uh, so those clouds actually came back, but the Rebbe says. Interesting that when Mo, when Aaron passed away, the clouds that wore were the clouds of glory. The Rebbe separates two sets of clouds. Some clouds had a purpose. They did a function. They stayed there because they were needed. There were another set of clouds. Now, even if you have clouds providing you your needs, they're also considered to be honor. Oh, you got clouds doing your needs, that's considered honor. But then there were clouds who were just there for honor, like they boxed the Jews around. You know, when we make a sukkah today, we only use two walls and one extra. No, we can use four walls, but you don't have to use four walls. But really, if you think about it, why don't we use seven Seven walls, we should use, okay, we use four walls at the top. Why don't we use a bottom? Why don't we use one in the front? 
I mean, there were seven clouds there. It says six, four on the sides, two on the top, and one in front. And the answer is the extras were there for honor. But there was only, some of them were made for their necessities. So that they needed, like the shade from the top or the cloud in front, that was necessities. We're only making a commemoration for the things that were used that helped the Jews travel in the desert. And then there was a whole other set of clouds within, amongst those seven clouds, from those seven clouds. They didn't serve any function. All what they did was they, um, they were for different honor. The Jewish people were honored by the clouds that were there walking with them throughout the desert. So now, we have both things. Moshe Rabbein, when Aaron dies, so all of a sudden the, uh, the clouds go. Which clouds go? Only the clouds that were there for glory. But the clouds that were there for protection, they continued with the Jewish people. So, what was the question over here? Water that left them, that was water that they needed, so they came to complain. But the clouds that left them were not the clouds that served the purpose so they didn't complain. Over there, those clouds that uh, uh, left them were just plain other clouds. And the Rebbe says something very powerful over here. So what happens when Moshe Rabbeinu passes away? Moshe Rabbeinu passes away. We said before, the manna stops. But yet, it says that the Jewish people ate from the man till they were able to come and eat from the grain in the land. Moshe Rabbeinu passed away on the seventh day of Ador. The Jews did not come in till several weeks later when they came into Eretz Yisrael. So Moshe Rabbeinu, Mona, that came down in the merit of Moshe Rabbeinu, that continued to go with them for a long time afterwards. As the Rebbe explained... Even when they crossed? Even when they crossed. So the mona stopped falling, but they had enough mona to sustain them till they crossed over. You see, the Rebbe says, when you talk about a merit like by Miriam and Aaron, okay, they have a special privilege, so their privilege gives the Jews a special gift. I mean, Hashem provided it anyways for them. He had to provide it for them, what to drink. But we associated that with their privilege that they'd got this great miracle. But when Moshe Rabbeinu provides something, he doesn't provide it because of his chus. Moshe Rabbeinu provides it because he's the shepherd. Moshe Rabbeinu is not just his merit because of his merit that he gives it to them. Moshe Rabbeinu gives it to them because he takes care of the Jewish people. 
So he takes care of all their needs. And that's why when Moshe Rabbeinu passes away, when Aaron passes away, okay, there's no more clouds over there, or those uh, the special clouds, they're not there anymore. When Miriam passes away, that special merit, the water stops for temporarily. But when Moshe Rabbeinu passes away, the month that comes in his merit doesn't pass, doesn't stop, it continues going. Go ahead, Chayana. So I, I thought I always believed that the man lasted that day, and then you had two for Shabbos. I never heard that it lasted beyond after Moshe uh, passed away. Okay, well that's in the Rashi. That's very clearly in the Rashi. It's actually they had they had sixty portions, sixty days. They had sixty meals left over from the manna. Okay. But the, but here is the powerful message what the Rebbe says. The Rebbe says that a leader even after their passing, they continue to supply what the people need. Because they're a leader, because Moshe Rabbeinu was the leader, so when the leader is no longer there, so in front of our eyes, the mana stopped. So because he's been hidden, the zuchos, he's been hidden, he's no longer here with us physically. But yet, what he was able, his merit that he was able to bring down continues to be an lasting with the Bnei Yisrael until the time they don't, they no more need it. Until uh, they come into Eretz Yisrael. The Rebbe was basically speaking about the previous Rebbe and really is talking about himself as well. Remember I told the story several times about when they had this, uh, um, they had the uh, Entebbe rescue of Entebbe. So, unfortunately, the um, brother of Bibi in Netanyahu, Yonatan, he was the commander of that uh, operation. And in the first moments of the operation, he fell from enemy fire. And yet, Everybody continued to do, and the whole rescue was a tremendous success, and the whole world was stand in astonishment to see how all the hospitals, besides one of them went to the hospital over there, I forget the, uh, an older woman that she was taken to the hospital, she wasn't there, but everybody else who was in the airport held hostages, were all freed by the Israeli commandos, and they brought them all back. Uh, so, at his uh, funeral, one of the uh, General, the, one of the generals uh, said, uh, the chief of staff said that a good commander gives such good instructions and encouragement to the uh, soldiers that even after he passes away, they know what to do and they can be successful. And even without him being there physically, yet they knew what to do. And this is basically. Uh, what the Rebbe is saying over here, that the Rebbe, uh, the previous Rebbe, and the Rebbe said about himself, turns out that even though they're no longer here physically, but yet, just like Moshe Rabbeinu, Moshe Rabbeinu passed away in Zion Oder, and yet, they, till they had their own food, he continued to supply them for the food that they need. 
in a spiritual sense, you know, in those days, by the previous Rebbe there, they were lived in very challenging times. The times were very difficult. It was a spiritual challenging time in the sense that they lived under a brutal regime. They lived under the... And you see today, when you're dealing with the Russians, you can see some of it in display. Uh, you know, some of the uh, brutalities, you know, indiscriminately, you know, uh, killing people and anything else. But I don't want to go into the present, but the Jewish people suffered, uh, the front people suffered uh, very much from the uh, communist regime at the time. But the previous Rebbe gave them a lot of courage, it gave them the, uh, the, the energy and the trust in Hashem to continue and to stay strong. And that was a big, big challenge. Uh, the Rebbe uh, also lived in a very challenging time. And the Rebbe's challenge was not so much the physical threat to the people, but rather the, ch- the, <coughs> the threat of apathy, uh, people, uh, a lack of understanding, lack of knowledge, and people were just too busy for religion and for Torah and mitzvahs, and people were involved in uh, materialistic pursuits. Everybody wanted to uh, make it uh, and make it big in the material. And people neglected their spiritual responsibility. And here comes the Rebbe. uh, And the Rebbe fought during all of his physical lifetime to perpetuate Yiddishkeit, to give people the inspiration, to encourage people, to strengthen people, to give them a muna, to give them the strength now, what happens on Gimel Thomas? You know, unfortunately, the Rebbe is physically not here. But just like Moshe Rabbeinu, the Rebbe continues to give his encouragement to all of us. I mean, we're sitting here and giving over some of the Rebbe's words and some of the Rebbe's encouragement and some of the Rebbe's and us and hundreds of thousands of people all over the world and all over uh, we just uh, had uh, Gimel Tammuz, the third day of Tammuz and um, uh, Shabbos, this past Shabbos and there's uh, been a big awakening about a world jury all over the world with various different initiatives various different programming of strengthening our connection with the Rebbe uh, this is what a leader is. So this is not just coming back in the Zuchus of Moshe Rabbeinu, but actually continuing with Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu gives us the courage until the time the Mashiach will come, and we won't need any more that encouragement. Until the Rebbe will lead us to Mashiach, we have to know that we have the energy and the resources and the power to stay connected and hopefully that we should utilize this in a fullest measure and um, be strong. There's another part I was going to say a little bit, but I'll leave it over here for today.